Hi guys, this is Dhruv Bhutari from the Untitled Gadget Podcast and this is episode 45. Joining me this week is Akshay. Harish is a little busy, uh, but yeah, it's been uh, a few interesting days in uh, the country. Uh, somber days, I would say. Um, Akshay, how have you been keeping up? Uh, I mean, after the previous episode, I was, you know, like, uh, the past two weeks have been quite a... Quite a you know quite mentally exhausting you know like dealing with uh, covid in delhi you know and not just because i'm looking at social media but because you know personally uh, i think you've been personally affected as well i've been personally affected as well um and i think uh, just dealing with that you know like it's just been like i, I haven't been able to work properly I, I i haven't been able to you know talk to friends play games even though i did this week because you know i decided to distract myself with work but you know it's just been a shit show for the past two weeks uh, in delhi and probably all over the country as well and i'm sure we are not the only ones who are experiencing this i'm pretty sure the people who are listening to this also sort of probably went through this as well Yeah it's I think a, it's there are a point where there's nobody who's not affected like even if not directly yeah. or in the immediate family everybody knows somebody who's been affected and yeah. Uh, yeah like you said it's it's been a very tough week not just seeing from what's going on on social media and I've been trying to help out where possible um some losses in the family as well friends as well um and it's just really disheartening to see and at the end of the day it's 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 a very uh two-sided story a story of you know how the country is uniting to to sort out this mess but also the fact that the citizens are doing the government's job at this point i mean citizens can only do so much right they are not trying to sort out the mess they're trying to help each other out i think uh and you exact and you perfectly right with what uh, the citizens are doing they're doing what the government is supposed to be doing is helping people i mean this is the first time well not the first time this is the second time india has gone through a surge in covid cases and this time it feels like we're more help helpless than ever yeah, only, i think we've crossed people, uh, 4 lakh cases today today yeah 4 lakh cases highest in the world ever throughout the history of covid all over the world and you know it's kind of uh, a little disorienting to see that you know like what we are seeing online through our friends and family members uh, not even online like even on the ground and how the leadership of this country and I'm not going to point to a particular political party because that's not my aim to do that but I'm going to hold all of them responsible for this it doesn't matter which political party it is have been just been irresponsible with everything um you know we should have been prepared for this it, it was a, exactly a year later um it seems like when covid bro- broke out in the country we were better prepared back then than we are today i don't know it feels like that but i'm sure it's not like that um the uh, cities like delhi bombay are, have no oxygen left almost every day at hospitals or private homes or whatever you know like people are struggling to survive man and it's just uh, quite it's quite brutal man 
to see everything online it is i mean it's not just a failure of the central government it extends to the state government as well and it's it's a failure why. it's a failure across political parties and the thing is that you know there's people individuals on either side who have shown you know examples of good leadership yeah. uh, but as a whole the government of this country at all levels has failed the country i mean nowhere in the world did you see a mad max style dash for citizens rushing to find oxygen cylinders running around to find oxygen because hospitals don't have it medicines black marketing i mean this it it's taken 10 days for this country to step into a dystopian future i mean this is the it's... kind of stuff that you see in science fiction movies you know post apocalyptic movies and you're yeah. seeing this happen play out in, in in the real world it's really sad man and and you know it's not only the governments it's you know i hold responsible uh, these tech giants such as twitter facebook instagram as well i mean they've played their part too in suppressing people just because they're afraid to lose money in india like you know like i don't know if you saw this this week facebook um well that was actually more political in nature but you know twitter removed a few posts uh, you know asking for help or you know just talking about the lack of oxygen in certain parts of the country and they just removed those posts at the request of the government um you know this is where you have to be you know a little more responsible uh, about what uh, kind of company you're running and i solely hold these companies responsible for just looking to make money in the country and giving that priority over saving lives um something happened with facebook as well where you know like a, lo- a lot of people uh were uh, talking about modi's resignation and uh, you know i don't know if uh, that was you know like a uh, maybe that's true or not but it could be that just that facebook said they remo- they blocked that hashtag uh mistakenly and i'm going to put massive quotation marks on that because that does not happen mistakenly no, that does not does happen not. and it does not happen automatically either uh someone has to f- you know r- manually intervene to block mm-hmm. something like that um and facebook flat out said that we did it uh, it was a mistake the government didn't ask for it so if the government didn't ask for it that means you are doing it yourself yeah uh, you know i mean it's just it's just that um you know these kind of um instances be you know make me uh, believe that social media companies have too much power way too much power and they're exercising it now i'm i'm of a mixed opinion there i mean i think it really just comes down to individual companies as well facebook has time and time again proven its its somewhat right leaning bias or at least pro government bias um, always i mean it kind of ties into you know what Basecamp what happened with Basecamp this week where uh, the founder went ahead and banned all political discussions because uh, a lot of the discussions were against his political ideology and the ramifications of that are like 50% of the employees have essentially quit the company uh, but coming back to the topic uh, I feel I feel I would say I feel bad for Twitter but also like it's caught between a rock and a hard place it's offered a platform and they they're one of the few companies which have had the balls to stand up to a certain degree but at the end of the day you 
you understand like it is a business they can't afford to just shut shut their entire operations trying to make a point against the government and it and the same thing extends to you know serum institute of india for example where you know right now the conversation is that oh they're charging 600 rupees or whatever amount from the government which yes ideally in an ideal world they would be giving away the vaccine for free but they are not the ones getting the taxpayers money they're getting a loan from the government and they're using that money to expand capacity as a business you can't you you can feel you can you can feel bad that they're taking the not taking the moral approach towards giving free vaccination but as a business their first priority is their shareholders and if they don't make a profit here it's wrong you i think it's it's just like it's really complicated <coughs> the thing is yeah I, i agree with that point but the only difference here is that nobody is asking twitter to take to take a stand or to make a point to anyone what the problem is our twitter as a company is what i'm referring to right now what my problem is that there are people who are con- you know expressing concerns sometimes emergency problems on your platform at least don't silence that so uh, that's, that's that's where that's where i get a little uh, annoyed so that was a delhi government order uh delhi police has been reaching out to individuals who've been volunteering and threatening them with legal action if they don't stop sharing information once i just want people in this country at least the political and you know the police or whoever is involved with on this shit, on this shit to stop trying to exercise power and use their power to help people so, you know it's, it's okay annoying. here's the thing like right now and it's it's all about the optics it's all about the the image i mean okay just get, going to get slightly you wanna, you, let's let's Because let's talk about optics it's funny i have i know quite a few friends who are who were massive supporters of bjp right yeah and just all of a sudden this. switched the yeah. all of a sudden switched so when we are talking about optics i don't think it's working in their favor it's not working because well i mean you can't just create an image out of nothing it worked True. till now and i mean you can see the the desperation in many ways you know these attempts to shut down social media discourse on sharing vital information on oxygen um the government refusing the united nations help right now because we can handle this ourselves seriously like i mean we just had four lakh cases today so clearly we cannot yeah i mean there are reports coming out from indian doctors because clearly we don't trust our external experts um that there is very much a possibility that we'll be hitting 500000 cases a day we're going to need 500000 additional beds <laughs> one we don't have those beds two if we had those beds we do not have the doctors to take care of people where do you bring i mean even if it's a 1 is to 10 ratio a 1 is to 5 ratio right now because like covid requires intensive care where do you just get 1 lakh additional doctors and nurses from overnight you don't you can and and you know you cannot even ask for humanitarian help because uh 
COVID is everywhere in every other country as well. And countries that like the UK, which are suffering right now, also needs their doctors to help its own people. So they cannot send volunteers or doctors from anywhere else to help out India right now because they need to help th- themselves as well. It's not an isolated incident that's just happening in India so that people, you know, countries can afford to help. Uh, it's a it's yeah. a common struggle amongst everyone. And uh, uh, India refusing help from UN is, again, just... I think it's more to do with politics than anything else. And it that's is politics. Stupid. That's the image it, bit that I'm talking about. Like, and, it's true. And, it's true. It's going to backfire. It's going to backfire if we really see a day when COVID cases uh, increase to 500,000 a day. That's that's the death of a nation, to be honest. That's half a million people a day. And if that happens for uh, regularly for a month, that's a lot of people, uh, you know, getting, getting covid positive and out of those 500,000 people a lot of people are going to die as well yeah and the sheer hypocrisy you know like I know we've since last year we've all been about Atmanirbhar and all that malarkey but here's the thing and okay this is this is pure conjecture on my part I could be wrong and if I am or you know if you've got a counter viewpoint just come down to the comments uh, on Twitter or wherever you want to reach us and you know Maybe give me your perspective. But the reason why we are and why, what I think here in this condition is because all these months we've insisted on building our own solutions for everything, isolating ourselves from the global stage. You know, the government has been all about promoting initially fucking coronal and then after that the the Indian vaccine which had not had trials enough trials yet <coughs> which clearly does not have enough capacity to build things out at this point we are rejecting international support and then there's the hypocrisy bit of it where like on one hand we are blaming the government that hey why are you sending out vaccines to other countries but when the US says the same um, we call them we call them names, for lack of other words, that, you know, the, the, US not, the US is not willing to help out other countries. I mean, they're literally doing the same thing that we expect Indian government to do. I mean, there's not there's nothing surprising about the US initially not helping India because US has always been about itself. All. As, should, as should every nation yeah. be in a pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, forget the pandemic. US has been like that in normal times as well. So there's nothing new there. It's just that people had expectations and in a time like this you shouldn't really have expectations because you will be disappointed no matter what happens. Um, no matter how much help we get, it's still not going to be enough because it's still very, very dire out there. Um, and it's not it's something that people... Um, personally, I've seen people who are still not taking it seriously. Uh, I do not wish them ill uh, because they just have probably a, the, the privilege or you know to be stuck at home and not worry about these things but man uh, it's very very bad out there and uh, don't take it uh, you know lightly what's what's happening out there seriously it's it's bad it's something that i never thought would have happened even even just a few months ago you know like we were trouting about everywhere thinking that covid is over you know that's because we that's what we were told but that's not the case 
yeah that's totally been the downfall during this time because yeah. i mean it all, it, it all everyone dropped their guard because yeah. we were told to drop our guard exactly you know it's easy to blame the people that hope oh, people were not being cautious well that's because that's the message that everybody got from <coughs> the supreme <coughs> leader right that we uh, won the war we've eradicated like or we're all good now and for a while things were on the up and up but then that only happens if you keep the pressure up that we we're, we're not out of this yet if you give the message that it's all good like people will drop their guard yeah and we are not relying on scientific information and we are relying on politicians to to help us with this that is wrong because it's a biological problem that means it needs to be dealt with scientists and that means scientists should be at the helm of defeating this virus all over the world it's not only india it's happening all over the world um mm. um so uh, this is where people play politics and people suffer but thankfully in india it, it you can see a shift at people recognizing that you know for certain people it's all about politics and for certain people it's about helping people the citizens are all about helping each other and that's exactly what we see every day um but yeah that's my take on it man like just stay at home because uh the situation right now is every man for himself i am not kidding thankfully a lot of people are trying to help on social media but that help or those resources are still very limited you know it's not yeah. infinite these are not infinite resources they are going to be exhausted sooner or later yeah here's the thing right like <coughs> you go on social media you hear everything from tier 1 cities for the most part you'll hear from bombay you'll hear from delhi bangalore maybe chandigarh well. or calcutta but those are just like five cities from across the country yes covid has a mortality rate of anywhere from 1 to 2% or or lesser than that maybe but that's assuming that you get the care that you need that's assuming that you get the medicines that you need uh yeah. and plus leave aside the fact that these statistics are completely skewed in india because we really do not have the true numbers for anything at this point i I I I mean through some of my sources I knew that at least till a few months back India had the government had a fair idea of what the actual numbers are even though they were not completely transparent about it but at this point I don't even think that the government knows how many cases there are how many people are actually dying yeah we don't know and and trust me even the deaths that are being reported are underreported because if you just look at the numbers they just don't add up yeah. they really don't um i think bbc or someone did a report on 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 the on the under reporting of deaths mm-hmm. and cases in the country uh, so hunt that out and see what's actually happening in the country because morticians and 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 you know people working at uh, um, you know cremation grounds uh, are being asked to write something else as the cause of death um like cardiac arrest instead of you know cardiac arrest due to covid something like that so the world is fucked right now just just to be honest stay home stay safe if you can if you need to go out to help someone a family member friends because they've been covid positive please take all precautions as possible because if you're gone then we don't know who's going to help you right that's how yeah, it is right now i mean um trigger warning you know like to give you a perspective on how dire the situation is somebody i know yesterday 
one of the relatives passed away and um they they were issued a token number at the funeral ground and it is token like there there is a queue of 700 bodies um and that's in one city with some of the best healthcare facilities available um a queue of 700 people ahead of you um so that's you know, at one that's at one cremation ground right one cremation ground so yeah absolutely do not trust that 2600 or 3000 figure because that's that's off by you know quite a big quite a huge degree uh, i mean i wouldn't be surprised by 10x the numbers right now um the situation is bad enough where right now like getting help is next to impossible it is extremely hard like no matter how many sources you have but so, that doesn't mean you give up though no don't you give have up to keep just still. just stay home just you know stay as safe as possible if you don't have it just stay put please do not step out yeah oh well um that was a pretty grim start to the episode but these are grim times um so let's move on to something a little more colorful i suppose and uh, i mean we call the untitled gadget podcast not the untitled political podcast so let's get to some yeah. tech I, i mean okay fine before we move on to tech like just you know <laughs> hold your local leaders the elected people accountable no yeah. whoever it is bjp congress whoever it is aam aadmi party if they've not done the bare minimum to support you right now vote them out or hold them accountable because that is literally their job that is their or one just, job or just ask questions that's the minimum you can do yeah because that that is literally their one job like stop with the hero worship these are not gods they are only gods if you treat them like gods yep Cool. So, let's move on to something um, exciting and colorful. And uh, well, since we didn't record last week, there's a whole bunch of Apple products to talk about. Yep. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> I got thoughts on the M1 iPad okay. and and the M1 Mac. But laid on laid on me. The M1 iPad way overkill and. <laughs> the software does not match up but it clearly shows that within the next year or two we are going to see convergence of some sort between the macbook lineup and the ipad lineup um, i think it will be it will be the surface laptop for apple that's what it will be i feel that um apple might not do um a, a straight up version of mac uh, mac os for the ipad but the code base might get unified and they'll give it the interface of the iPad while allowing it to run mac apps yeah well, because you know it it wouldn't be um apple style to bring a desktop operating system to a, to a tablet but giving it the ability to run cross platform apps yeah that could totally happen considering that the mac can already run ipad apps now To be honest, I think it is part of a bigger, bigger picture where Apple will bring Mac OS or something along the same lines to the iPad because um, if it, if if that that was not the intention in the future, why would you bring 
the M1 processor on the iPad, you are doing perfectly fine with the mobile processors as well, with the Bionic uh, chipsets. So, I mean, you can see this clear intention. I think they just haven't been able to figure it out yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see it in a year or two, but I do see convergence between uh, the desktop MacBook uh, laptop line with the iPad because um, it makes sense, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Someone tweeted, hey, Apple have the courage to put Mac OS on iPad. Uh, the reason why you're saying M1 on the iPad is because they have the courage to do that. I mean, you wouldn't literally have that thought if Apple didn't do that. So yeah. uh, so I, it takes time. You know, it's, it's again, these Twitter hot takes, man. I see it in the video game industry and I, now I'm seeing it in the tech industry and it's just fucking stupid as hell. Um, if, if you can do it faster than Apple, then please go ahead and do it. You know, it's very easy to, to tweet about it. But so um, the way that I think about this is that, okay, one, nobody needs the M1 chipset on, on an iPad right now. No. But Apple doesn't build for today. Apple builds yep. for three years down the line. Four yep. years down the and, line. And when this new operating system does come uh, three years later, you'll be the happiest person on the planet because your three, three-year-old iPad can run it. Exactly. I mean, if you think about it, um, you know, there's some interesting stuff going around about the air tags, where when the products are coming in, you know, people are seeing <coughs> um, manufacturing dates of 2019, and mm. which ties up with the rumors because the air tags have been rumored for the last two years. Two, but two if and you, a half years, yeah. Two and a half years. But if you think about it, Apple did not launch the product because it did not make sense at that time with the global pandemic going on. Nobody's going out. Nobody is losing their keys or tracking their luggage. It does not make sense to launch a tracking product when nobody is out and about. Um, Another reason could very well be that at that point, they had just one product, the iPhone 11 uh, with the U1 chip. Um, I mean, they would want to build out a portfolio of products which could support this. Uh, The Find My Network did not support third-party products uh, products and now it does so even if the product is ready they are happy to take a time to build out the entire ecosystem before introducing their solution and that absolutely makes sense here you know take baby steps um, instead of just launching say windows on arm which is literally not supported by anyone we're going to make it so that you know the day when it finally comes when the day finally comes when you're going to get a desktop operating system on your ipad it's not just a day one situation, but it's a situation where you have all the tools that you use available for you because they've been building towards this moment for the last few years. Uh, so some of the Surface laptops do support ARM, by the way. No, I, I mean, I do. Like, uh, I, I know um, the Surface laptop does, but third-party support is extremely yeah. limited. Ne- negligible. Yeah. Um, I and, and, you know... I think Apple always takes their time because a they got to get the marketing right. They got to get products available for everyone. They need to make sure, as you said, the ecosystem works well. And uh, you can hate them or love them for being late for th- at things, but at least they don't jump the gun and then and be like OnePlus or Samsung or, or whatever. They like we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Um, they come out with a robust product, and I'm not being an Apple fanboy here. To be honest, I there are some things that I don't like about Apple, but there's some like the notch, for example. But there are things that I absolutely love about Apple because they take their time and make sure that even someone who is not familiar with tech can understand their products pretty well. 
and that's what i like about it uh, yeah, they have no, the same that's... nokia philosophy as you know user friendly stuff no yeah i mean i i absolutely agree with you there where you know this i i have an iphone i have a mac and there are a, a hundred things that you know piss me off about these products <laughs> but and i i mean i know that i'll always have an android phone with me i have a windows desktop and i right now i'm like you know looking for a windows laptop a mid range one for some of the things that i need to do but when apple makes a product it doesn't care about you know giving you everything but the kitchen sink it will give mm-hmm. you 10 features instead of 25 but those 10 features will be so polished and those 10 features will be the features that matter to 99% of the people yeah us as techies us as geeks us as reviewers we will always find issues with these products but most people are not setting up ftp servers on their phone most people are not mm-hmm. you know running rsync on their phone or doing some obscure thing most people are not rooting their phones or changing um roms that's a negligible minority and apple does not is happy to let go of that minority for a better user experience for the majority of the users somebody like my mom yeah although i do want them to switch to usb c it's high time on iphone at least it's enough mm-hmm. enough is enough um stop being so persistent about the lightning um uh, port because it's fucking inconvenient and it doesn't really add any value anymore but it adds a lot of revenue if anyone knows how to make money it's apple yeah they had a profit margin of what 40 something percent their quarterly earnings came out uh, earlier this week i think the mac had uh, the sh- shipments went up 70 something percent year on year because of the m1 hmm i mean I you guess, I mean it's it's such an enticing product and it's so apple to start off with the air lineup because they know that's like the university audience that's an audience that cares about power but it cares more about portability it cares more about battery life and here you have a product that legitimately gets you 8 to 10 hours of usage there is no windows machine there's a lot of windows machines which will promise you 10 hours there is no windows machine which gets you anywhere close to that yep and you know a recent report report came out this week uh, that uh, they did a bunch of surveys there are more people switching from android to iphone more than ever yeah. you know that and it's a worldwide survey so i'm not sure how accurate it is but it is kind of true because a lot of people who i know who are android advocates are like i'm fucking tired of this shit and moving to an iphone and just forget about everything else it makes sense i mean if you think about <coughs> it the android generation which like this this okay so the, you raised a very interesting point um there's an interesting confluence here the android generation which grew up on roms and skins and rooting i was one of them yeah and we've all okay. grown up where we don't give a shit about that like we just want something that works whereas yep. the audience the generation that could give a crap about all of this they've grown up with you know a, a series of phones uh, android phones that were generally pretty damn locked down and it was not particularly easy to to root those particularly easy to um you know flash a, 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 another custom rom 
um, and there is precedence here where you know a whole bunch Samsung made it pretty damn hard to root their phone, Xiaomi made it pretty damn hard, and if you put a limit of say like in the case of Xiaomi where for the longest time you couldn't unlock the bootloader for thirty days, that's enough to um, you know curb the enough interest. Time. to curb the interest yeah. for a whole lot of users including me like i wouldn't i don't i don't care enough about waiting 30 days to unlock my phone i'm like fuck yeah. that i'm just going to use it the way it is yeah that is true um and uh, i mean i was one of them uh, i had the s3 galaxy s3 and i hated touch with so much that i rooted me why on that because it was much lighter faster to use and yeah. consume less battery um um and uh, Well now Samsung yeah, as you say Samsung has made it harder but they've also given you no reason to root uh, the phone anymore because one UI has gotten so much better it's so good um it, it's actually right at par uh, with Oxygen OS for me right now it's not clunky it's not it, they don't give you enough reason to root to be honest anymore agreed except for the fucking stupid ads like of all the brands i do not expect Samsung phones to have ads and Yeah, it's just <laughs> irritating that you have a one lakh rupee phone in your pocket and you're still getting ads to buy the same damn phone. Yeah, that's what happened with me with the S twenty one Ultra. I'm like, uh, okay, I'm seeing an ad for a phone that I'm already using, which means it's a global burst of notifications. So, uh, oh god, it, forget it. It's kind of stupid, but I mean, yeah. when we talk about ads, listen, Xiaomi is the biggest culprit here. I mean, Samsung is still. promoting its own products <laughs> Xiaomi promotes anything and everything on their phones now Oh by the way talking about ads I don't know like do you use a Fire Stick Nope Well the Fire Stick now has ads I am so glad I don't use it Um it I got an ad for a Skoda uh, what's the new one the Kushak Uh the new SUV that they have or the Kodiak I... one of those Um Like I switched on my TV, and uh, I mean since like I've been reviewing a whole bunch of TV software, I'm done. Like I don't want to set up everything on on the new TV, um, like especially the IPTV services and all. So I just keep a Fire Stick handy, which is set up with everything. And um, and behold, like there's a f- full screen advertisement of a of a car. So that was quite interesting that we've now got ads on our TVs as well. <laughs> That's why I only use Apple TV. And by the way, I tried that uh, that new calibration feature with your iPhone. Fuck, it work, works so well. I did it yesterday. But yeah, I mean, I only stick with uh, the Apple TV because it's just clean and e- although I hate the damn remote, but hey, I can buy the new remote whenever it comes out. Uh but yeah, I don't I just I never I never really liked Fire Stick TV. It was too slow for me. Um it wasn't responsive enough. Uh, same with Xiaomi TVs. Um I just don't like the interface. I just don't like the experience of them. Shield TV was fun, but mine I think my Shield TV is dead now or it doesn't work. I don't know what the problem is. It's stuck in a loop. So, I don't bother using it anymore. What your Shield? Yeah. Yeah, mine is also dead. I don't know what happened to it. Yeah. So, Nvidia can't make media devices for shit anymore. So, fuck that. I know Harish loves them, but I hate them. I don't give I don't give a fuck about things that don't work. I love my shield but yeah I mean I don't know. Ever since I died like 
I only bought the Shield to play my PC games on the big TV with, you know, in-house streaming. Um, and it worked well till the time it worked, but now it's dead. So I'm just going to box it up and probably use it as a museum piece or something. The worst product Nvidia made. Hey, it was a really good product. I mean, I still I mean, want to get it up working. and running. But, yeah, I bought no, it after my Apple TV. No, and so here's the thing. Like, I've had, I've had the Shield... I mean, I'm still running the... I was still running the 2015 model. Same. I have the same model. Yeah, and it got so many updates till it just stopped working. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on because if it... If it your, yours, your unit has the same issue as mine. Yes. That means it... There's likely a bot update somewhere or there is a way to fix this because if it's two units with the same thing, it's probably not a hardware malfunction. Um, I know it's not a hardware malfunction because it switches on and it goes, we see the NVIDIA logo and then it fucks off. Yeah, okay, exact same thing. Okay, I'm going to look into this, what the deal is with it because the damn interface is fantastic and it is so fast and fluid compared to the Fire Stick. Um, My only gripe, and that again is a Google thing, which because it's Google, like they're going to just break things all the time, is they remove the ability to add the Chromecast. Uh, or Chromecast enabled devices like the Fire Stick, like the Shield, um, into home groups, so you can't do whole home audio now with it. They had it for a little bit and then they dropped it. Typical Google. Typical Google, exactly. So, meanwhile, of course, the the Nest speakers just don't work at all. I can't get it running for the life of me, and um, I mean, I'm on the verge of just. Talk. Forget about slow. I mean, I cannot cast to the speakers. It does not work. I just love Echo devices because they're so responsive and they're so fast that I've re- basically removed all my Google Assistant stuff except for the Nest Hub because it's I like to see the pictures. I don't use mm-hmm. it for smart stuff. Same. Uh, I have the other the big the Google speaker that launched uh, earlier this year, last year. Sorry. The Nest. The Nest speaker. Whatever the fuck they need, they need to get theirs. Uh, nomenclature right but yeah i don't like that speaker man Uh, somehow the experience isn't as great as i thought it would be no so i got two of them in a stereo pair they don't work (laughs) they literally do not work okay well it just says couldn't do the job or whatever is the standard response the xiaomi speakers that we reviewed right yeah the port of those are better than the the nest speakers yeah i mean i'm actually i mean i'm i'm not even like pissed off I'm I'm just like stuck figuring out like why is this speaker not working and one of the suggestions is that you do a factory reset which I've done but it still doesn't do anything and maybe one speaker could be broken you can't have like two broken speakers so this this is why I don't like many of the Google products because they just don't work they really don't um and I'm kind of glad Pixel didn't launch last year because I would have been frustrated with that as well. Yeah, I mean, this bad experience. And I mean, Alexa speakers are reliable, but they don't sound that great. But, you know, that's this is like the primary reason why I've been looking into this Sonos ecosystem because I just want something mm-hmm. that works. Like, I don't want to fiddle around with my speakers all the time. Like, when I want to listen Sonos to work incredibly well, by the way. Yeah. And to be fair... I mean, you've listened to the stuff at my house, so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I mean, I've been looking into the Sonos Arc and I read a few reviews and like people are not that that happy with it. 
and i spoke to the dealer yesterday and he's like the sonos beam is not that great so it turns out that the home theater products from sonos are not that great but the speakers the speaker. are fantastic audio is incredible yeah so i'm trying to yeah so i mean i'm kind of stuck in a situation where i'm just trying to figure out like what to do because ideally i would get something that works you want to get the, the play 5 you want to get a play 5 and you want to pair it up with two play srs what's it called no sl sl you want to that's what you want to do hey but that's what kind of a home theater is that oh you want it as a home theater yeah get a traditional home theater man but i don't i mean next like when when you come over I'll show it to you like it's not feasible to run cabling across the house like across the room uh there are some wireless ones that come out like the tower speakers they yeah. run wirelessly yeah i mean that is a solution except that like then it breaks my dream of having something that works across the home listen man either you break down your house and get your dream <laughs> or you work with what you have I mean, I have a solution. Of course, I have a solution, but that requires a little uh, bit of uh, breaking up. A things. lot of wire. Yeah, basically, just so we've got the um, the false ceiling stuff. So I'll have to run cabling all the way up. Yeah, it Driller won't look ho- good, man. Drill a hole. I'm just imagining it in. Yeah, yeah. I'm just imagining it in my room. It won't look good, man. No. And yeah. you probably get killed by your parents, your wife, and everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I haven't done this yet. um i mean do you want a full home uh, theater experience so what you just want a good audio experience yeah no not like crazy uh, 7.1 or whatever like i was ideally what i was looking at was getting the arc and uh, and two sls and getting the sub later because that subwoofer is too damn expensive because hmm. i've heard four home pods hooked up with an apple tv <laughs> in each corner of the room and it fucking sounds incredible except you can't right. buy a home pod anymore i'm no i think india still has the stocks everywhere yeah i'm not buying a product that's been shut down and like a home pod mini is not going to cut it yeah but that product has still is still getting support i guess by the well then i would have to switch over to fucking siri of all things nobody oh, else what? in this house uses a home pod Uh, use, you, uses an Apple product. Yeah, I'm just I'm not asking you to get an Apple product. I'm just asking you to get an Apple TV and four speakers just for watching movies and stuff. And you have an iPhone at home. Fine. I was also looking I, at I'm the I'm saying um, I'm saying it's an option you can consider. I'm not saying you true. have to. How's your Bose sound box? It's good. Uh you've got the 700? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think it was a 700. I'm also looking at clips. I mean, forget it. We can talk about this later. Let's talk about other stuff that we have actually missed out this week. But yeah, you should look into other solutions for your home theater, man. Clips won't won't cut it. Clips won't exp- cut it seriously. I I mean, it's an expensive uh, solution, and you'll still have to run a lot of wires. I mean, I'm not saying it won't cut it in terms of sound. It'll it won't cut it in terms of your setup. Hmm. I mean. They do have a pretty good subwoofer, <coughs> and it's got a wireless subwoofer. There you go. You have your solution right there. Yeah. Anyway, so well, that's that's that. What else do we have? We have Returner. We have Ratchet and Clank. 
we have me 11x oh that too I mean, let's keep it i'll keep it brief uh the me 11x i've uh, i haven't reviewed it right right now like i haven't written my review but i can talk about it so i'm going to talk about it it's a decent phone for what for what's this price you'll have to look beyond the ads to be honest or, or uh, like get apps just ruins your life every day um and i face something very odd i'm not sure if it's only with my unit or it's with every unit but i can't for the life of me run um benchmarks uh, apps on the on the phone uh, specifically geekbench 5 um and uh, whenever i run it it hits 100% and then see the phone closes the app so it never really registers the result i can't see it in my history um it's not that it's it's not communicating with the server because it is connected to the internet um so th there's something shady going on there and it has happened with previous Xiaomi phones as well some other companies also do this uh, for a brief period where they prevent uh, um, benchmark apps from scoring the phone because you know if these numbers become public or not people are not motivated to buy the phone or they get discouraged um, I'm not sure with other reviewers if this is the same problem, but with me, it's it, it, like I've updated everything on that damn phone and it's still not happening. Hmm. I haven't used the phone yet, so I don't know. Uh, but I do have thoughts on the Mi 75-inch TV. I have a lot of thoughts on that. Uh, yeah. Um, it's it's a good TV if all you do is watch TV or Netflix or Prime that's Video. About that's about it. Major issues... Um, with HDMI input, my PlayStation 5, when it worked with it, was flickering all the time because um, evidently the TV was unable to handle a Fire Stick and a PlayStation connected to it simultaneously. Um, now it won't detect my PlayStation at all. <laughs> uh, it just says, so it knows that there is an HDMI device, but it shows no input at all. And that's after fiddling around with the HDMI version settings, which no normal user will get around to. Yeah. Um, the TV is rated as 120Hz compatible, but it can't actually take in a 4K 120Hz signal. The decoder is incapable of that. So no, you do not have a 4K 120Hz And they TV. don't have a controller either. It depends on MEMC. Yeah. So buy this TV only if you want a pretty damn good picture for well, I mean and that too after it's been calibrated turn down the brightness reduce the sharpness turn down the contrast level it's set it's set to showroom settings out of the box I would say I suppose because that over at showrooms like they try to show you like the brightest and the most vivid picture but certainly not the most accurate picture um, but once you fiddle around with it it's a very good TV for watching media content which I suspect is Xiaomi's audience for the most part uh, but yeah do not buy this game this uh, TV if you plan to do even a little bit of gaming on it I mean it's kind of stupid to have HDMI 2.1 and you can't really push 120 frames uh, th there's no point to do that yeah there's better audio and video quality with higher data <coughs> higher data speeds but um, it's not like HDMI 2.0 can't couldn't do that so I don't see the point why this TV has HDMI 2.1. It's uh, a branding tick mark. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just for branding and marketing purposes. It's it has no use for it. The same as why, uh, 120 hertz. Yeah, and even the 120 hertz bit is not really meant for gaming. I mean, when you talk about hertz and refresh rates, right? It's primarily for the gaming audience. 
<laughs> no one no one besides the gaming audience gives a shit about that um if you if you like to watch sports if you like to watch movies you probably don't care about how many hertz the tv is or the panel is um you probably care about the picture quality which this tv is which the, which this tv does well but when you start using 120 120 hertz as an advertising tool you are trying to grab the attention of gamers and in this case you're fooling them which is not right yeah. you don't put you don't put any disclaimer out there um and um it's not a tv for gamers as you've said but the point is you're trying to hide that fact yeah i don't agree with that um for all what xiaomi's worth they make great products but sometimes with their marketing strategies i get really really annoyed and this is one of those cases where i'm like um stop fucking talking about 120 hertz because no you cannot do that on 4k um and even if you can you can do it on 1080p but it's not really pushing 120 hertz natively it's using memc to do that so it's not really 120 hertz in its pure sense yeah and, and i mean if you, <coughs> if you care so much about 120 hertz you'll probably also want vrr support which this tv does not have does not have so yeah I mean, that's what that's what high refreshers do that's vrr is the essential thing and your tv doesn't do that yeah i mean i i just feel that you know they've sort of at least for a more techy audience um the marketing is at the very minimum disingenuous and it some would even say that it's fake because it it's not a 120 hertz tv in the true sense just because the panel is capable of it you can't actually get any 120 hertz content on it it's false advertising yeah you would get sued for this in the us yeah and uh, yeah i mean some of the other stuff like you know they've been hyping up the smart hub functionality but that's literally just google assistant which is built into every android tv um what's different is that this thing has a microphone built in into the tv itself which barely works that's interesting yeah but it barely works mm. um and the speakers are god awful though oh yeah the speakers are so bad i mean the like in the in the demos like they talked quite a bit about how the speakers are spread out because the tv is so huge for a better sound space but it does not work like that i mean you'll constantly be fiddling the audio levels up and down to find mm-hmm. uh, to get to hear so a clear dialogue that's sweet spot yeah yeah so i mean just buy this only if you want a huge tv with pretty good picture quality for watching media that's content that's about it so that that's like a lot of conditions under which this tv is great and if you fit into that definition yes it is a gr- really good tv but it's fucking even then i find it a little bit astonishing that the tv cannot handle two 4k inputs i don't know man like it's not been working with me and i think they never really i'm did surprised did you say why or did they say what's the problem no so they couldn't figure out because they they don't have a playstation 5 on hand Uh, and these new consoles they push a lot of bandwidth over HDMI both the Xbox and the PlayStation uh, like 38 gigabytes 38 gigabits per second in the case of the PlayStation so uh, and the and the processor that they're using and the chips that they're using they those Probably are pretty hard, it? yeah they're pretty old and they're common across most of the portfolio of products from Xiaomi the television products which again makes sense because Xiaomi is all about you know scaling scaling and using the same equipments across the board so 
according to them it works with the PlayStation 4 but they didn't have a PS5 on hand to even test this out. Um, um, you don't really need a PS5 to test this out. You can test it out with PC. You can test it out with... Um, four, if you can't handle two 4K inputs, you can test it out with two 4K media devices. Have you tried that, by the way? Two 4K media devices at the same time? I mean, I don't have a second 4K media device. Like, okay. I have a Switch, but that's not 4K. Yeah. Uh, and the Switch would work with a potato, so... <laughs> it does. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I mean, at this point, I can't test out anything because it won't see my PlayStation at all. But uh, earlier on, when I removed the Fire Stick, it worked all right at 60 hertz with the PlayStation. Like a few flickers still, but at least it worked. So clearly, it's two 4K inputs which are breaking the TV. So the hardware does not match the price. I mean, if you, th- that's debatable. I mean, there's a Kodak TV for one lakh rupees, and TCL's TV is one lakh fifty thousand rupees. This thing mm-hmm. is one lakh twenty thousand rupees, and the panel is, it's a good panel. Like the QLED mm-hmm. panel, it's definitely good. I mean, the black level. I mean, for media watching, it was good enough that I would probably pick this up over uh, a smaller OLED TV because the black levels are amazing once you've calibrated it so it's it's this thing right like where they've made compromises to hit that price point and i i genuinely do feel that a lot of people will never even notice these compromises because all they'll do is watch netflix on it i mean if 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 uh, my hdmi stops working i will notice that you'll have a fire stick <laughs> connected to it you'll have a ps4 connected to it i mean i'm talking about the majority from the Xiaomi audience point of view, the majority is people who are watching Hotstar on their TV and all of that is built in. True. So from a company point of view, I feel that they felt that this would have been enough. So let's just roll with it. It's good enough. And um, I was so excited for this TV, man. I would have got it for my PlayStation. Yeah, same. Like, if it worked well enough with the PS5, and even if it worked flawlessly at 60 uh, hertz, I would be okay with it because there's really not that many games that go at 120. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I certainly won't be buying this now, uh, even though I was quite excited by it. But, yeah, I mean, from a broader company point of view, I can see why they took this these decisions. It's just that... Uh, they're a little stupid. Like the decisions are a little stupid because at the bare minimum, like even if it can't do 120, your TV should be able to support all three 4K inputs simultaneously. Like it shouldn't break at something so basic. Because a TV is not something that anybody replaces every year. Yeah, it's not replaced for four or five years, at least minimum. At least in India. Anywhere, like nobody replaces the TV all the time. Especially like a 75-inch <coughs> TV, you know, like that's that's supposed to be a f- relatively future-proof investment. So what would you, what would your final say be? I say will be like, if you fit into the definition of people who are just watching Netflix or, you know, streaming content, they're not, you're not, you're not gaming in any capacity. I think it'll still be and, a good fit for you. And if you have room for a 75-inch TV. Oh yeah, that. That. <laughs> let's not forget that <laughs> it's a huge tv i 
had it out in my living room then i carried it to my bedroom and <coughs> it that this thing covers it's up the massive. wall yeah it's massive but once you get used to this even a 65 inch tv looks small i think people someone was telling me like people in bombay flat out refused to review this tv because they didn't have the room for it i i mean i can understand that like delhi people are a little more privileged like that but um, yeah this right. thing is yeah. huge it's literally a th- a mini theater at your place and in bombay it would literally be a movie theater in your home i mean it will be your home yeah <laughs> no so i, uh, I mean if you fit into that niche if i was not doing any gaming i would still pick this up uh, just be prepared to invest in better speakers if not like the moment when you buy it then at least shortly after because the, oh yeah, you'll the, need a soundbar yeah the speakers on this tv really let are definitely a let down and they don't do it justice yep because now that i've got it connected to my 2.1 system um, it's i mean at least watching movies is a very very enjoyable experience mm-hmm. but yeah i mean i can't have two tvs in my bedroom to play playstation and to watch netflix so sorry shall we yeah so i tried out returner the other day didn't i you mean yesterday <laughs> i mean yesterday uh pretty damn good game man like i quite enjoyed it even though i'm not ba- massively into roguelikes um but you've reviewed it i read your review the other day yesterday again yeah. uh what's your, what are your thoughts on it um quite a few actually uh for for starters if you've hearing roguelike for the first time it's a genre don't blame us i hate the name of the genre as well roguelike is the more it's like someone in in <laughs> in fucking uh preschool nursery came up with the term but that's the term the gaming industry uses for some stupid reason but and this this two terms there's a roguelike and then there's a roguelite <laughs> yeah but this is rogue this is roguelike in its pure sense um it's basically you have one life uh, to complete the entire game kind of like uh, Hades kind of like real life kind of like real life but a bit more brutal um the game does not have any save points if you die you lose all your progress there are some upgrades that like for example if you get um a parasite or whatever i don't know what it's called you get an extra life if you die and there's some there's some uh, permanent upgrades passive permanent upgrades that help you traverse the biomes or levels a little bit better but that's about it um and you keep getting upgrades as you progress to there are six biomes in total uh, which will take you i don't know how long depends on your patience um to complete and yeah and that's how you basically you keep shooting things and you keep discovering um new things about this new planet this planet called Astropos and you're trying to figure out what's happening on the planet what happened on the planet and and yeah and and you di- you discover stuff about uh, yourself not you, the character celeste um each time you die especially so dying is part of this game don't get frustrated about this um it's a very good game it actually showcases the hardware capabilities of the ps5 it runs 60 at 60 frames smooth on both 1080p and 4k um and uh uh the dual sense controller feels like a dream like you can you can feel 
all the different types of guns on the triggers the haptic feedback is great if you go under rain and there's if if water falls on your suit you can there's feedback on the controller for that um so in all it says it's a my i think my headline was it's a worthy game for your ps5 and it truly is but i also have problems with it not to do with anything anything with the gameplay or anything but just the fact that a lot of uh it's a very new genre for playstation uh, gamers uh, if they haven't played roguelikes before it's probably the first time they'll play it it's definitely the first playstation exclusive that is a roguelike so it'll be brutal for them it's not accessible to newcomers it's uh for even for like kids you know like 8 year olds 9 year olds 11 year olds um you know since there's no save points there's nothing it's not accessible to them i mean you know you can't expect everyone to be good at games at every single you know every every single game can you know like some people are good at shooting games some people at rpg roguelike needs a lot of patience and you know sometimes kids don't have patience it's so this it's, generation's bloodborne yeah it is but a little bit more brutal uh yeah. it gets it gets really hard uh, towards the end i haven't finished the game to be honest let's be, let's be clear i have reached the sixth biome and i died and i'm like fuck this shit i'm not playing this game anymore <laughs> so yeah um if i can lose patience anyone can and i have a lot of patience for games uh, except life service games and um yeah so it is a good game it's just it just needs to be a little bit more accessible for children for newcomers um and uh, uh even if you don't want to offer a safe feature at least provide a difficulty feature which you don't have so yeah yeah i mean i i really enjoyed the gunplay and oh yeah it's the best part like it is so much fun and i i love the prometheus alien vibes it's um, a really scott movie <laughs> that's what it is it certainly looked like it in the little bit that i played um I want to play this game but I also don't want to pay 5000 bucks for it because I know I'll get tired of it. I know I'll go through the same bloodborne bit where I love the atmosphere of the game but it's so stressful to play that game that I just give give up every I mean I I give it I give it a week every 6 months and then get tired of it because it's just not enjoyable for me. and that's the thing like it's not enjoyable for me i know a lot of people enjoy these games so i'll probably pick up returnal when once it drops down in price couple of months yeah, down the line charging 5 5000 bucks for indian customers is a bit ridiculous you're essentially charging the same price as us and europe and you need to understand uh, sony and other gaming companies as well that we india does not have the same purchasing power as these countries we don't make the same kind of money mm-hmm. why are you charging the same prices um I got you know, a, I got I have some thoughts on that. Uh there's like less than 10,000 PlayStation 5s in India right now. Uh less than 5,000. Less than 5,000 PlayStation 5s officially in India. The audience the people who own a PlayStation 5 can clearly afford to spend 5,000 rupees and Sony's not going to do differential pricing for just 5,000 customers. Uh actually not true. I know a few people who own PlayStation Fives and they're still contemplating whether they want to buy this or not. It's a, it's, it's. You really can't assume the affordability factor of certain gamers, right? Like it's, it depends on kids who get pocket money. It depends on how much you earn. It depends on the pandemic that's going on. It depends on a lot of factors. So I would say yes, people who can afford a console can afford games, 
but at 5000 rupees it's a little bit brutal man it's, yeah i mean the, i i get that viewpoint like i mean i can afford to buy this shirt that's not a problem but can i justify 5000 rupees on on a game that you know that i may finish or may not even finish that's no. that's debatable like yes, if i i don't I personally 4,000, yeah. 4,000, 4,000, 4,500 was a nice spot they reached. Yeah. Like, I Now like gaming, but not enough to the point where um, 4,000 or 5,000 rupees. And, I mean, I, I, I would I happily drop much more than that on, like, I don't know, sneakers or whatever, or clothes. But I gaming, I, I always feel a little uncomfortable spending 5,000 rupees or, you know, like, day one pricing. It's Unless, not only you. It's majority of gamers in India. Yeah. They buy these games at sale most of the times. Yeah. I do as well. I mean, unless I know that it's a game that I'm going to enjoy. Like if it's if it's Uncharted, for example, I will yeah, buy that day it, one because I know yeah. I'll get my money's worth out of it. It's a brand new IP as well, and that's what Sony executives in India, well, anonymous ones, at least Rishi came up with the stories. Like it's not an IP recognizable IP in India. So for five thousand, it's a little bit too much. asking people to invest in something they don't uh, know absolutely nothing about as you said if it's uncharted last of us um sure ghost of tsushima was probably the only exception where it sold out being a new ip in mm-hmm. india that was incredible yeah but then sucker punch had history right of making quality games i mean house marky did as well they did resogun but nothing but, like this but this was their first time they were transitioning from a 2d game Uh, to yeah. a full 3D environment. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody expected this to be a proper AAA experience. It is though. Yeah. So that's that's the surprising bit. Particularly. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Get it if you have nothing to do and you um, can't spend five grand on a game. Definitely get it. It's a lot of fun. Even if you don't beat it, it's worth the challenge. Um, it definitely is. an exclusive for the PlayStation a true exclusive for the PlayStation 5 that you should be uh, not ignoring at least for now if you yeah. if you really want to if you are really intrigued by this game and talking about exclusives uh, there's the new Ratchet and Clank game coming out mm, i Which, saw the state of play yesterday the yeah. day before yesterday looks like a playable pixar movie and um, i mean considering that the that the last Ratchet and Clank game which came out on the PlayStation 4 I mean that thing looked like a damn Pixar movie and on a base console uh, I'm quite excited to see how much they've pushed it this time around Yeah I I want to see what no loading screens feel like what fast gameplay feels like what a semi open world I think it is a semi open world feels like there's a new character as well Um, it looked like fun. It looked like an adventure, like a, so- a Disney movie adventure. Just, you know, at least the way the story was uh, presented. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I hope I hope it's fun. Yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on the Ratchet and Clank franchise? I I've always enjoyed the games, but a lot of people seem to have a lot of emotional connect with the franchise, which I could never, you know, connect on that level. These are good mindless games when you want. It reminds to... me. It reminds me of my childhood where I would play games on a Saturday afternoon and just enjoy it, 
not for, and forget about it go play cricket outside come back and maybe play a little bit more it reminds me of my childhood like a fun game that you really don't have to like be invested in mm-hmm. because the levels are so damn good that you enjoy it regardless um sure people have emotional connects to all types of games and ratchet there's i don't see why people shouldn't have a connect with ratchet and clank uh i don't uh to be honest because i like uh, uh, games like last of us ghost of tsushima yeah. god of war red dead redemption 2 halo these are my emotional connects with games so i mean it's, it depends on people's choices i guess uh that's that like i don't know if i'm going to buy any game i mean um uh, in the short term and it's it's mostly because um, playstation 5 i mean playstation plus has been ridiculously good with the uh, ps5 generation so i've got like a huge backlog of games now in addition to all the physical games that i have on hand um this month like i'm kind of looking forward to wreckfest which i was going to buy anyway once the ps5 upgrade came out and mm. um they've given the ps5 edition for free um on like a month in one in advance just for mm-hmm. plus users so that's kind of cool yeah yeah and battlefield 5 was it any good was the third one battlefield 5 yeah, is fucking trash <laughs> all right then um they're just doing that because a new battlefield is going to be announced this month so yeah that makes sense Um, what was the third game they announced? Number three. I don't know. Look like a Subnautica clone of some sort. Uh, no, it was. It's a Castaway clone. You're stuck in an island okay. with nothing, and then you have to uh, survival game, right? Survival game. Yeah. What was it called again? Let me check. Uh, stranded, stranded deep. Okay. I hear the gameplay is very clunky though. That's why it's free. <laughs> I played Subnautica for a little bit, like uh, good game. Um, bit irritating at times because there's really no guidance on what you're supposed to do. But I suppose that's the charm for people who like survival games, like yeah, figuring figure out. things out. Uh, I don't know, man. I think I'm just running out of patience. Yeah, man. Survival games are for people who have a lot of time to uh, dedicate to games, especially survival games. And since I don't have it, I can't. I can't play these games. There's no way. Yeah. But I tried the uh, the creator mode in that way. You can basically just you have free access to resources, so you can ah, go around okay. building bases and all. That was. Ah, uh, yeah, like like Minecraft. Yeah. Where yeah you can essentially. Get practice. Yeah. That was fun. So I guess that pretty much wraps up this week. Anything else that you missed out on? Uh, no. I think next week we will talk about Me Eleven Ultra. I, I mean, because that's where the embargo lifts. And uh, what else? Realme has delayed smartphone launches, so we can be happy about that. Thanks for that. Thank you, Realme. <laughs> don't they have something with the fluorescent with the fluorescent care. back coming out? No, it's called something that a unicorn unicorn shadow of his ass. Oh, that they've already done. That was the real made. That oh, doesn't I mean they won't do it again. No, 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 I'm serious though. Like it's got like a glow in the dark back or something like that. I don't know, man. I don't care anymore. 
I get that. The talk. Uh, for the listeners, sorry guys, we're a little burnt out on phones right now. Like, given all the shit show around in the world, it's a little hard to get excited about phones. But you gotta keep going. Yep. I mean, the reason why we like to talk about games is because you know you can literally suspend reality and escape from real life in games. Um, that's the whole point of these of video games, I guess. That's why we're talking about uh, Returnal and Ratchet and Clank. But yeah, phones are something like uh, do I, do I even step out to test the camera for what joy? I can't even buy this damn phone if I want it in Delhi because Amazon is not delivering it. Yeah. Uh, Which reminds me, I, I still haven't got my hands on an Xbox Series X. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, talking about those deliveries, um, even the Redmi stuff, <laughs> like it's not available anywhere and those flash sales continue. I'm... I mean, at this time of the year, if Xiaomi gives me that uh, excuse that, you know, the demand is so high that we're not able to sell it. I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to believe it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, because I'm not going to believe it. Somebody's phone broke down and I recommended the Redmi Note 10 and uh, I couldn't buy it because, of course, it's out of stock. It's, yeah, it's a little stupid at this point. Yep. Tell me something new. <laughs> that's what she said so you had to get that in of course before the episode ended alright guys I think we pretty much exhausted everything that happened everything of note over the last two weeks uh, oh yeah I mean before we exit Apple might be fined 27 billion dollars because <laughs> of the app store and their 30% cut uh, the European Union the European Commission. I mean, it's kind of weird, man. Like, Sony does that with the PlayStation. Xbox does it with the Xbox. Sorry, Microsoft does it with the Xbox. They all charge 30% as well for selling stuff on their stores. I mean, it's going to set precedent everywhere, right? And it's a... Google cro- does it as well. Yeah. No. Well, Google doesn't g- take away the option of telling people that you can buy this elsewhere for cheap. Like, what? Like, App Store policies mandate that you cannot tell users that hey you can just go to spotify.com buy the subscription there for 30% lower and continue using it here that's shady yeah so um, the competition commission has issues with that as well well well, rightfully so because that gives Apple an unfair advantage because they can price Apple music whatever while Spotify has to cover the cost plus Apple's cut it's 15% for Spotify but still and uh, they cannot even tell their customers that you know you can just buy it for cheaper elsewhere. That's kind of come on, Apple. Don't be that greedy, man. <laughs> How do you get those insane profit margins without being greedy? You don't. You really don't. Yeah. Anyway. Well, if they get fined, serves them right, and they'll probably change a lot of things for a lot of app developers out there. Um, but let's see. Yeah. Uh, and that's it for this week. Uh, please keep continuing to be safe, and uh, yeah, just stay indoors, mask up. Try not to go out. I mean, at this point, like, forget wearing masks or whatever. Just try not to go out. Uh, yep. If you can buy groceries online, please buy it online. 
um, if you can buy everything anything that you can buy online please buy it online and leave it outside out. the door for a little bit to sanitize yeah like don't just and carry only buy stuff leave. out that you can't buy online like such as medicines and oxygen and what not only step out for emergency stuff yeah it's it's bad out there stay safe guys we need you listening in <laughs> yeah well i mean if this episode helped you a little bit let us know if it didn't that let us know as well we're open to all kinds of opinions and yeah uh, i hope you enjoyed the show this week uh, next week we'll talk about uh, a few more things we we'll probably have a guest as well um we are not going to say who right now because we don't know ourselves <laughs> we have uh, we have we a have few interesting uh, options ideas. it's it's like um, the simpsons episode right where uh, he yeah. he gives the president the cards to pick out of how to solve um, the 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 health <laughs> the health issue uh, in the city sounds like something trump would do yeah it's like is it option a and like he picks up option a and he's like no 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 are you sure you want to pick that you want to pick up the other options so basically he's just giving them one giving the president just one option and the i mean the the president he's um, voiced by uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's got this really famous dialogue which goes i've been elected to lead not to read <laughs> <laughs> all right on that note um with my typically bad sense of humor i think that's it for this week all right see you guys see you guys bye bye bye